Hi, guys. How's it going this morning? Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. For those of you who are watching online, people are doing very good. So, hey, uh, I love this place. I absolutely do. And, and I love being able to, uh, to be around uh, all of you. And it just brings me such joy as we're uh, gathering together. And it means so much. Uh, we've just been uh, so encouraged as a staff uh, that, that people are continuing to come and to worship God together and that God has continued to use New Cove uh, to accomplish his purposes. And those of you guys that are here present online and then those of you guys that are uh, at home uh, watching or wherever you might be, we're just super thankful for that. I do want to give you a, a little bit of an update on uh, our pastor search. So guys, we're about to start into some of the action points and in just a second, I'll go ahead and, and read an email, or I'll read uh, kind of an announcement about a survey that, that we get to take um, that will help us with our church profile. But I did want to just remind you that uh, we've been continuing to teach as a, uh, as a team, a, a speaking team. And so um, thanks for hanging in for all the different styles and, and people that come up here. Uh, we're loving it. We're loving being able to be a part of it. And, and, uh, so we're just thankful about that. So for those of you guys that may not know, we, uh, our pastor, Tim Johnson, retired uh, October 1st. And so since then, we've just kind of been rotating and, uh, and sharing, that, uh, sharing that load. We miss him for sure. Um, but we're excited about what God might have moving forward. So let me just read this to you so that, uh, so that everybody's aware and we're on the same page. This is just about the pastor search. So beginning today... Uh, we're inviting our regular attenders to participate in an online survey that will help our church prepare to select our next pastor. Shortly after today's service, you will receive an email with a link to the survey called Congregational Assessment Tool. Sounds important, and it is. Uh, the results of the assessment will provide help... Uh, I'm sorry, the results of the assessment will provide help create our pastor profile. Uh, we would like to gather input from everyone who considers New Cove his or her church home and is 16 years or older. Uh, we ask that you take the online assessment as soon as possible, but before February 5th. The assessment will take approximately 20 to 30 minutes to complete, and all your answers are confidential. Uh, your input is very important in this process, and we appreciate your willingness to participate. If you don't have internet access, we do have a couple of paper copies uh, the of the survey that you can pick up uh, near the coffee table outside. So uh, my understanding is that this congregational assessment uh, survey allows uh, them to get a picture of who we are as a church, and so we want to be very real about that. We want to this helps us to be able to match uh, the process of candidates uh, that, that might come in and that would be a great fit for New Cove. So if you guys would look for that in your inbox, if for some reason you're like, oh, hey, I'm, not a re I'm a regular attender, I call New Cove my church home, and I did not get a link, then uh, that's our mistake. And if you looked at our database, <laughs> you might recognize that we might have a few mistakes out there. So uh, anybody in here, by the way, uh, enjoy database uh, stuff? Just kind of making sure, just... Trying not to, yeah, a couple of real slow hands uh, that I'm going to note. Anyway, uh, guys, I want to start today, this is an all-in service, 
And also, uh, we're talking about the Holy Spirit today, which, oh my gosh, was daunting to prepare, okay? So there's so much about the Holy Spirit, and you might think throughout this time, you might go, hey, Troy, you missed something about the Holy Spirit, and I'd go, mm-hmm, yeah, I sure did. Uh, so that's a lot of time. What I'd like to start with is my good buddy Josh here, okay? We're going to bring Josh on up here, and when... Uh, when Josh, this is Josh Bradley coming to the stage right now, and Josh, I've got a little microphone for you. And then here's the other thing that we love to do during all-in services is any, uh, any New Cove kid or any kids in the audience, if you guys want to come on up here, uh, we would love to have you kind of come up here, and we're going to just chat for just a second about the Holy Spirit. And Josh uh, is up here because he's going to help us with this. Uh, and you've got mad skills, so, so that's why I've got you here. You can hold that, too. Thank you. And I'll hold it when you need both your hands. So any kids in the audience, if you guys want to come on up here, that'd be amazing. Oh, here they come, Josh. I don't know. Normally when it's just me up here, they come running. I don't know what it is. It's got to be me. <laughs> awesome, guys. Come on up. Is this cool? Can we sit here and, and, yeah. and do this trickiness? Hey, you guys are fantastic. How about that music that we've been singing, those songs? Pretty awesome? Yeah? Nice. Also, I know that uh, some of the kids in the audience, uh, if you're still in the seat right now, you're probably a lot like I was uh, growing up because I was a little too shy to, to like, ever... Uh, come past my parents' leg, actually. So, so I was a little too shy for that. But thank you guys for coming up here and, and being a part. So uh, I have a question for you. Uh, and that question is, is there, are there times or is there a place where you feel like you are close to God? Yeah. What do you... Okay. Oh my gosh. This is, this is fantastic. Uh, will you tell me your name? I'm sorry. Jane. Okay. So Jane has an app on her iPad, uh, advocating for iPad usage here. Uh, Jane has an app on her iPad that when she goes on it, she feels close to God. Yep. Okay, so you have, when, you, when you're reading your Bible, that's kind of a comic book Bible-like, yep. and that helps you to feel close to God. That's awesome. I love it. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll just use this. Is Sometimes, that okay? Um, when I, I read my Bible, I feel close to God, too. Oh, amazing. That's great. I love that. Anybody else? When I read my Bible, I feel close to God, too. All right. Man, you guys, this is great. We should feel close to God when we read our Bible. Do you feel close to God when you read your Bible? 100%. Absolutely. Are there places where you feel more close to God? Yeah. Church. At church. I love that. Yeah. At school, you feel close to God. Great. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Church. At church. Nice. Anybody else? 
Okay. So because we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and we talk a lot about Jesus, and we talk about a lot about God, but we don't spend a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit. And so some of us feel like the Holy Spirit's just a little tricky. And so my friend Josh here is actually a little tricky, and he's got some mad trick skills. So he is gonna, he's going to do a little card trick for us, and I want you guys to watch it and just enjoy it, okay? You got this? Did you bring a deck of cards? Yeah, I did. That's good. Nice job. I like the mic Yeah. So first off, I'm going to need a volunteer. Oh, so many hands. Okay, yeah, I love that. Volunteer. You're going to make me choose the yeah. volunteer? No, 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 no. That's not how this works. Oh, uh, how about right here? What is your name? Brayley. Brayley. Nice to okay. meet you. I'm going to have you pick any card from the deck. And I want you to show it to all the other kids. I'll turn around so I don't see it. So I probably shouldn't say out loud what the card is. I mean, it helped me, but... Yeah. Can I hold this up for everybody else? Oh, the people online, where are you? Right there. You got that? Zoomed in on it. <laughs> All right. Are we... Okay. Did you... Were you looking at the screen? I looking at the screen. I was looking at the screen. Goodness gracious, Josh. Now I just figured this trick out. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, tech team. <laughs> All right, so since we're talking about the Holy Spirit and God, sometimes we feel like when we're close to God or for God to love us or for us to feel the Holy Spirit, we have to be, like, on our best behavior or be, like, the best we are in our day. So I see the card. I won't look at it. So when we feel, like, close to God, sometimes it's, like, only on our good days when we're reading our Bible, which represents the top of the deck. But in reality, the Holy Spirit and God is with us through our ups and lows. So I'm just going to ruffle through the deck and you can tell me when to stop. Somebody's got to say when to stop. 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 So you know how we feel like uh, God's only at the top of our days? Well, actually, if we look in the middle or the lows in the middle of the deck where you told me to stop, God's there too. And there's the card. What? Josh has pulled out the two of hearts. You know that trick? Yeah, I just figured it out. <laughs> this is Josh's brother, by the way. You've been tormenting him for, for years, probably. Love that, Teddy. Okay, so do you guys think, like, is Josh just magic, or is there something to this? There's something to this. Okay, so how would we find out uh, how Josh does this? What are some ideas, some ways that we could find out how he does this? Yes, you had your hand up quick. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we've got some conspiracy theory people. We're going to keep you off of the internet, okay? This is, I love the way that you're thinking about this because uh, there were two things shared. One is there's a, a camera, right, that, that, there, that Josh was able to figure that out. The other is that we didn't actually check the deck. It might be all two of hearts. So, oh, oh we, just, we just blew that one up, okay? How could we find out what the secret is? Yeah. Look, look at the deck carefully. 
Okay, if we look at the deck carefully, we could, we could start to figure out the secret. How else can we figure out the secret? It was a red, yeah. Okay, give me, well, give me an idea for, here's the question. How could we find out how Josh does this trick? Yeah, we could ask him, hey, Josh, will you teach us? That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. Carrie, what you, what'd you want to say? Okay, so you just, you've thought about how this might have worked and that he slides the card in where, he, where you say stop, right? Is that essentially what you said? Okay. Okay, you think that he took it from the top, but he, okay. So there's all sorts of ways we could watch this and we could go, did you have something you want to say? He must have flipped the thing around. Oh, yeah, he might have flipped it around. This is good. Tilly, I see your hand. I'm going to slow down our questions, though, okay, or the things that you guys have to share. So I loved, I feel like we kind of had this, Josh, where uh, in the same way that if we don't understand something about God, we can ask God. We could read our Bibles and learn more about God. We can ask other people that walk with God. And so I thought, I thought that was a great answer to think about, like, Josh, why don't you just tell us how you did that? All right. Which you don't have to tell us because that's a secret. I know that's kind of like a trade secret kind of thing. I'm not a real musician. Do you guys want to know? Yeah. All right. So this is your card. All right. Parents out here too. What is it? What card? Can I tell them what card it is? Well, that's a, in case you have a birthday party. Look at you. You're equipping people right now. Uh, I've always wanted to be the interesting one at a party. Okay. Nine of spades. Okay. Put it on top. And whenever you tell me to stop, just quickly use my back fingers. And when I take the top off, (gasps) magic. Oh, let's give Josh a hand. You guys, thank you for coming up here. Good job, buddy. That was awesome. All right, you guys, you can go back to your seats. I'm going to stay here for just a little while. You got to help this make sense for the adults in the room. I just need to move forward here just a little bit. Okay, so there is, uh, there's a lot about the Holy Spirit, and there's um, just a few things that I want to make sure that we cover. But within this series that we're doing, which is called Grounded, uh, we've been talking about the things that uh, we've been looking at a diagram. Can we pull that diagram up there? There it is. So we've been talking about what is essential uh, to our faith that we would believe and that we would know. And that that would, be, that would be a core belief. And so as we walk through each of these things, we're, we're kind of looking at it through that lens. What is the, the core? Um, also, uh, next would be, that next layer out would be what's important. So these are things that the Bible speaks about, uh, but we can have, but can be dif- interpreted differently. So we can have different beliefs about that, and we can kind of, we can have conversations uh, some people get get a little bit heated in that area, and they kind of argue about it and, and stuff like that. But essentially, uh, we, it's going to be it's just it's important, and I think it's good, and I think God likes us to be able to think about who He is and how He does things, how He how He works His tricks. 
Uh, but we can have some disagreements in terms of, of what exactly that is. And then the third part, the outer circle, is things that the Bible doesn't say very much about. So things that were just like, hmm, this makes sense to me. And, and then we can have conversation about it. And those conversations are meant to help sharpen us uh, as believers and, and, uh, and such. So, so we are trying to stay within the core, or the essential uh, aspect as we go through this series. So to get us started, here is what, if you looked up on the website, which I know a lot of you guys do regularly, uh, if you looked up on the website, what does New Cub believe about the Holy Spirit? And so I'm going to read this. There's a few verses that, uh, that'll be up there with it. You might take a picture of it, or if you have the Version Bible app, you can just open up that app, and then you can be able to look and see uh, what those verses are, and, and actually all the notes are there, all the good stuff's there. Okay, so the Holy Spirit as God is co-equal with the Father and the Son. He is present in the world to make people aware of their need for Jesus Christ. He also lives in every Christian from the moment of salvation. He provides the Christian with power for living, understanding spiritual truth, and guidance in what is right. The Christian seeks to live under the Holy Spirit's control daily. And then there are several verses uh, that we have listed there. Isn't that great? Uh, several verses that I would, I would love for you guys to either take a picture of it or, or to look it up or just go on the website and look at those verses, read those verses and go, okay, well, how did this statement come about? And then those verses just kind of point us toward uh, what those things are. I'm going to try to go fast for the next couple of things here because I want to spend a little bit more time on the roles of the Holy Spirit. But the next question that we have is, who is the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit is, is maybe the least understood or at least the least talked about aspect. There's a lot of analogies out there that people have used to, to help describe or help us kind of fit in uh, where the Holy Spirit fits and what that looks like. Um, some of them are, are really good and some of them are not really good. They all fail uh, at a certain point because we're trying to describe God. And isn't it cool that our God goes beyond our comprehension? And isn't it cool that he's, he's big like that? So maybe you remember some things where uh, there was St. Patrick who used a clover, and, and he said uh, God has, has three aspects uh, to him, like a clover. So there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but yet it's all one clover. Uh, this this analogy can get totally destroyed, but it can help our mind to think about the aspects of God. Or maybe uh, I've seen people use a cube. So when you measure a cube, you can measure the height, the length, and the width of a cube. Three aspects of the cube, three dimensions of the cube, but just still one cube. So we're looking at the Holy Spirit uh, today as we go through that. Um, so the Holy Spirit is an equal person with God and Jesus. We know the Holy Spirit is a person because he has thought and emotion. Uh, we see that the Holy Spirit is present with God and Jesus in the beginning, as pointed out in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. Uh, the Holy Spirit is not a thought or an idea. The Holy Spirit is not separate from God and Jesus, but one with God and Jesus. This is a mystery. It should be baffling so that's okay. That's okay that we might wonder how God does that. And I think uh, we should wonder about God. So then how does, 
How does, the Holy, how does a person receive the Holy Spirit? In our statement there, it says that he lives in every Christian from the moment of salvation. So once a person trusts Jesus as their Savior, the, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell inside of the believer. The Holy Spirit is a seal of the believer's salvation and dwells in them until the day of redemption, until the day that we get to go home to heaven. So uh, in ancient times, or back in the day, they used a seal to mark, uh, to mark something. The Holy Spirit is a believer's mark. Uh, if you're saved, if you've trusted Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, and your salvation is sealed. It is guaranteed. Uh, we're made new. Uh, the change does not come on our own. Uh, it doesn't come on our own power or our own wisdom, uh, but on the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. So once you've once you've accepted Jesus, once you've asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit comes. So the gospel itself, you guys, is, it's baffling to me. It's, it's amazing that we would have the God of the universe that said, you know what, I love those people so much that I'm going to go live with them and make a way for them to have a relationship with me. And so Jesus comes to earth, walks through the earth, shows us what it looks like to live a life that glorifies God, pays the penalty for our sin, is crucified, dies, is resurrected, But in the midst of that, hey, Jesus says, I'm leaving, and you're really sad about it, and this is going to be really hard, but I've got something better for you. You guys, this is baffling. What could be better than the God of the universe standing right there by your side? How about the God of the universe being present inside of you? And this is a a piece of God, a piece of our relationship with God that I feel like we just let it go. A lot. We don't think about the Holy Spirit being active inside of us. And so I want to spend just a little bit of time talking about what are some of the roles of the Holy Spirit. Uh, a couple of people in this room, a couple of college kids, were like, oh, Troy, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. I've been reading this book. It's called The Gentle and Lowly, and it's by Dane Ortland. And Dane says, uh, he says, the Spirit takes what we read in the Bible and believe on paper about Jesus' heart and moves it from theory to reality, from doctrine to experience. So what is it that the Holy Spirit does? I've got ten things, and I've got about, I'm going to give myself eight minutes, because I feel like I deserve that. Um, And the first of the ten things, I'm sneaking in three things. I'm just going to be honest with you guys, because I feel like I should be standing in front of you today. Uh, Anyway, so roles of the Holy Spirit. He's with us. He is our companion. He is our helper. We read about this a little bit uh, in the reading that that we did, that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be present with us, to be our helper, to be our companion, uh, to be with us. Number two, he helps us to pray. Isn't it interesting? There are times in life, and, and I know every person in here has been through those times where you're like, Lord, I don't even know what to pray. I don't even, I don't even know. I'm just at my wit's end. I have no idea what I'm supposed to do, how I'm supposed to respond. You know what? We have a God. Hey, fellas in the room talking about the chili feed. We have a God that can understand our, gentle, our, our, our general grunts and groans. He knows. And so the Holy Spirit will intercede and, and help our prayer uh, when we're confused or we feel lack of understanding. 
the Holy Spirit can step in on our behalf. Uh, the third thing, the Holy Spirit makes us new. And these verses are, are there for you guys that if you want to look those up at some point to say like, oh, Troy, how did you get this? Then, uh, then check out those verses. Um, isn't it great when the Holy Spirit comes inside of us, when we ask Jesus to be Lord of our life, we're not stuck. We're not the old person. We're not the old person that's sucked into our old evil, uh, old self-desires, our fleshly nature. The Holy Spirit comes and makes us new. And so now you have, you have an upside. You have an opportunity to be better, uh, to be able to live for uh, Jesus, to be made new. The Holy Spirit helps us to become more like Jesus. Uh, this process, by the way, we call it, we call it sanctification, uh, helps us to yield to God and not to the flesh and not our selfish desires. We're no longer stuck in that. Another thing that the Holy Spirit does, he gives us understanding. The Holy Spirit enables, us, enables those who believe uh, to understand the gospel, to be able to understand what salvation means uh, and make, make it effective in a believer's life. Uh, it helps us to know and to understand him more. So sometimes maybe you're having conversations uh, with people and you're like, man, they're just, it's just not, the lights are not coming on. And, and that's a Holy Spirit thing. The Holy Spirit has to help connect those dots for us uh, between the head and the heart. Um, number five, he helps us reflect God by developing attributes of the Holy Spirit in us. Man, I love this one. The Holy Spirit brings about growth in us. Uh, we begin to see fruit of the Holy Spirit emerging. So remember things like uh, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control. Those are fruit of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit is present in you, those things start to come out. And, by the way, sometimes, sometimes we try to put those things on by ourselves and say, man, I'm going to just try to be more patient. I'm just going to be patient. Nature shows us this. I love this because we have to be, we have to, to really, the change has to come from the inside out. And the way that, that I love that nature shows us, do you know that a, a mushroom can grow in six hours? If you've been by my house, you know that that's true. <laughs> An oak tree can take 60 years to reach maturity. Growth takes time. And by the way, if I'm going for longevity, I'm going to shoot for the oak tree type growth and not the mushroom. Although they are fun to hit with a golf club. Um, anyway, enough about my lawn. Um, the Holy Spirit is a gift giver. The Holy Spirit gives us unique gifts to be used in community as one with other believers to glorify God. A lot of you guys that have been at New Cove over time, you've, you've kind of watched me grow up from being a young punk kid uh, to, uh, to now I feel pretty old. We went skiing last weekend, and I felt pretty old. Uh, but one of the things that's true, the Holy Spirit gives us each gifts. And no matter what age we are, we always are trying to figure out, where do I fit? Do I have a place? What is my role the Holy Spirit gives us a role in the body of believers. The Holy Spirit equips us 
uh, with specific gifts. And whether we're, whether we're teenagers and trying to figure out, like, where's my place? How do I fit? Or in grade school, you're like, what's my, where, do I, where do I navigate in here? Or we get older and we're trying to figure out, what's my fit here in this age and stage? Um, Paul is super repetitive about this. This is one thing that sticks out to me in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. This is one of the parts of the Bible where I'm reading it and I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay, I get it. And then you keep reading and it's still the same thing over and over. And it's like Paul understood that we needed to hear that we each have a role. So some of the repetitiveness, uh, just so you, you get this, just excerpts. Uh, if the foot were to say to the hand, I'm not important, or the ear uh, say, well, I'm, I'm not the eye, so I have no value. Or if the whole body wanted to be an eye, what help would that be? And, and we can read that and we, it, it goes on for a few verses and we're like, okay, I totally get it. And then Paul comes back and he's, he keeps talking about it. And it's like, okay, but I get it. But Paul's like, do you? Do you get it? So the Holy Spirit gives us gifts, unique gifts, uh, to be able to play a role in the body. And we could spend weeks uh, talking about just that aspect. So I think we know this to be true, like even in, uh, in real life. Like there's certain, there's certain gifts that get a lot of glory and people look at people and they go, hey, way to go. And, uh, and you, you might come to me today and you might say, hey, Troy, nice job on the message. I really appreciated what you said. Uh, but likewise, uh, earlier today, I know Shauna was out cleaning the walk, so we didn't have uh, snow in our shoe. Or uh, we got some friends in the back back there making me sound real good right now. All of us play a role in the body. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Number seven, I do love this, so we got to make sure we hit this. But he gives us joy and hope. Um, a couple verses there that, that, that lead us to that. The Holy Spirit can replace sorrow and hardship with joy and hope. If you get a chance, read John 16. The disciples are so saddened, they're grieving that, the, that Jesus is leaving. And Jesus shares... That they will grieve, but the Holy Spirit will turn their grief into joy. So recognizing that grief is important, it's important that we sit in that, but that the Holy Spirit is capable of of bringing that joy. Um, Number eight, he's our guide. Um, This is the part where we could go through the circles and talk about like, how is is the Holy Spirit our guide? What does it look like for the Holy Spirit to guide us? And and, uh, I'm going to leave it at that, that we have a guide um, he is our. Uh, he gives us power to tell about Jesus. I also separated that out with he will tell you what to say. So the power in, in uh, number nine there, uh, the Holy Spirit is the one who draws people to himself. He gives power to your words and to your actions. For a long time I lived my life thinking that the power had to come from my words and my actions. And you guys, what a load off to know that the Holy Spirit, the helper, is the one doing the work. All I have to do is be faithful to the Holy Spirit, continue to try to be that oak tree and to grow. And the Holy Spirit is, is who gives power uh, to things and, and opens people's hearts and ears. Uh, number 10, he will, he will uh, tell you what to say. At one point I was going to say, he'll guide you in your spiritual conversations. But I'm more and more convinced that every interaction that we have has spiritual implications. And I could 
I could tell story after story about uh, what that looks like and how that is. What I want you to know today, in 2 Corinthians 1.7, it says, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So our lives should look different. Uh, in my opinion, if you want to experience the Holy Spirit active, uh, then get outside of your comfort zone. Do something a little bit differently. Uh, step out of, of things that you might normally be a part of or, or do. Make yourself uncomfortable. When I read this verse, man, I'd read this verse and I'd be like, yeah, God didn't give us a spirit of timidity. He gave us a, power of, he gave us a spirit of power. And then I'd be like, yeah, I got the power. And then I'd come running out and then I'd run over people and bowl them over. But when you read the rest of the verse, he gives us power, a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Well, what is love? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. What is self-discipline? Self-discipline helps me to continue to lean into the Spirit and know that the Spirit's at work. To be able to, be, to, to continue to just, why don't I just ask God when I don't understand something? Why don't I surround myself with people uh, that can help me to, to grow in my faith. You have love, power, and self-discipline of God inside of you playing out the roles that we've talked about above. Which role, so this is what I'd like for you guys to think about, which role of the Holy Spirit might you want to be able to, to mark and just go, hey, I'm going to focus in on this role of the Holy Spirit do you need to remember that you're not alone? Do you need to know that you have, uh, that you have a role in the body of the believers? Like, do you, do you need to know that, hey, I do have a place. I do have a spot that I can fit here. And the Holy Spirit has given me uh, those giftings. Uh, do you need to know that, that you've been gifted uniquely? Are you hopeless? Do you need to know that the Spirit can bring hope and joy? Do you need to trust the Holy Spirit? in being able to bring that. So which of those things do you want to keep in front of you? Uh, for a next step this week, uh, on the Bible reading plans, on version, uh, there's a Bible reading plan about the Holy Spirit. It's really good. Uh, that if that's something that would be a, a good rhythm for you, uh, to be able to, to grab onto that and to read and to learn a little bit more, that would be amazing. Uh, let me pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for an opportunity to worship you. Thank you for an opportunity to... Uh, embrace your spirit and recognize your power inside of us. Uh, God, we, we just pray that you would continue to be active uh, in us individually and in us uh, as a body of believers. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.